Time now for the rural news with Sally Murphy in Christchurch and rising costs are turning off egg farmers, Sally. Kia ora, Jimmy. Yes, egg farmers leaving the industry has seen the number of laying hens in New Zealand drop by almost a quarter over the last year and a half. Poultry Industry Association Executive Director Michael Brooks told Nine to Noon growing compliance costs and feed costs are really hampering farmers. Grain and chicken feed is 70% of the cost of producing an egg. You put all that together and it's a bit of a perfect storm that has really hit uh, egg farmers. And as a result, farmers have really thought about putting on birds. They're going, well, what do I do? Where are things going? And so accordingly, the flock in the last 18 months has gone from 4.2 million down to 3.4. So you've got a shortage of hens and eggs and a rise in barn and free range, which aren't quite as productive as the cage or colony system. Michael Brooks says once a ban on battery cages was announced, farmers spent millions upgrading to colony cages, only for the major supermarket chains to announce they'll no longer take colony-raised eggs by 2025. He says the ongoing pressures means the industry will likely shrink even further, which will push up the prices of eggs. The last 15 months we've seen about 18 small free-range operators leave the industry and for the first year that I can remember we've had no applications to join the Egg Producers Federation. And bear in mind because of the system that we have as soon as somebody buys 100 chicks or more they automatically become a member. So no new farms coming on. People are just standing back and having a look at the industry overall. Michael Brooks says the sector's undergone an extraordinary amount of change over the past decade, which is now being reflected in farmers leaving the profession. To other news, the government has taken the next step in challenging Canada on its dairy tariffs under the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. New Zealand believes Canada is implementing its dairy tariff rate quotas inconsistently with its obligations under CPTPP and not giving exporters here enough access to its market. New Zealand initiated the dispute in May by requesting formal consultation with Canada, but that didn't resolve the problem. So now the government has requested the establishment of a panel to hear and decide the dispute. It's the first time New Zealand has raised a dispute under a free trade agreement. Farmers have hit back at a plan to let rivers run their course. Forest and Bird has just released a new plan called Room for Rivers, which would allow some rivers to reclaim parts of their natural floodplains in strategic places to help protect communities and wildlife from flooding. But Federated Farmers spokesperson for adverse events, Wayne Langford, he agrees there needs to be better management of rivers, but says letting them run their course is not really an option. Unfortunately for us, most of our towns and cities and whatnot are built at the end of end of river runs, and and if you divert or divert or change the direction of that river, uh, what will that mean for those towns or cities and uh, when the river eventually gets there? What we need to do is look at how we can manage it in, in certain places. I know from a from a farming point of view, you know we've been pushing to, to empty some of our rivers out. Forest and bird are right that the rivers are filling up, and they, and we don't disagree with that. But what we what we do need to do is look at how we can uh, clean, clean some of these channels out because they're no different than everyday scenario where a drain's getting blocked up and and it's overspilling out somewhere else. Chris Allen, whose farm was severely damaged in the Ashburton floods last year, says letting rivers run their course is not realistic. Look, it's a really novel novel approach. Um, I'm sure the people of Christchurch, when the Waimak River is allowed to run free, would probably have something to say because 
Christchurch Airports in that way. Um, the people of Ashburton, their um, sports event centre, that there's actually in a, was a floodplain. So if in a lot of commercial areas, as far as a farmer goes, it's really it's a discussion that needs to be had. But the first of all, the highest priority is not these these little um, narrow focused ideas. It is actually to have a plan. What is the plan? What are we trying to achieve, and what can we achieve in the current setup? And at the moment, there's a lot we can do, but we've just got to get organised around that as communities. Chris Allen says in Canterbury, more shingle needs to be removed from the rivers to reduce the flood risk. Supermarkets are paying suppliers 10% more for fresh produce, meat, seafood and frozen goods than they were a year ago. The Inframetrics Foodstuffs New Zealand Grocery Supplier Cost Index also shows more than five times the usual amount of items were re-costed before being put on supermarket shelves last month. Inframetrics Principal Economist Brad Olson told Morning Report suppliers are having to pass on more of their costs being caused by a number of factors. Weather's one of them, but there are a lot of other uh, inflationary pressures that are hitting. Uh, certainly when we look through the numbers, that 10% increase is the first time we've seen double-digit uh, annual growth since we've been tracking it. That 10% rise we're talking about is the cost that suppliers are charging to the supermarkets to uh, buy the goods that eventually go on shelf. Uh, and so those input costs rising are of concern. Brad Olson says food prices will remain high going into next year. And lastly, New Zealand has signed a global declaration to boost agriculture and food systems. Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor signed the declaration at the OECD Committee on Agriculture in Paris over the weekend. He says it means OECD countries will work together to identify opportunities and challenges facing food production and share ways to tackle them. He says it's vital countries collaborate and learn from each other. They're all looking at the challenging issues of food security, uh, including trade. That is that some countries um, have had good years and, and production's great. Uh, there are many others, of course, that have had droughts and had floods um, and it's impacted severely on their ability to produce food for their own country, but also uh, their normal exports. And so this widespread de- disruption across the globe, ensuring that there is food for all the world's population is a big challenge and what this declaration does is reaffirm the direction of travel that New Zealand's been on for quite some time, many other countries are on as well, that is making sure there's food produced into the future but making sure we reduce our emissions to re- and, and the impacts of climate change on our production systems. That's Damien O'Connor ending the rural news for today. Koe rā te o te tai whenua.